education and real-world knowledge about the voiceover industry. It's the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. All right, great. Welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. I'm Linda Bruno. Um, venturing into an avenue that I have yet to do, and that is the Spanish-speaking market. And I'm here with the lovely Isa Lopez. Hello. Hi, Mommy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Good. Where do you live, good. Isa? Where are you? Okay. So there's the lovely, beautiful Colorado Springs. And then if you head east about 20, 25 minutes, um, you pass a city like the famous football player, the Bronco ex-football, Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. So I live in Peyton, Colorado. <laughs> oh, okay. I used to live in yes. Fort Collins years and years and years ago. Oh, so you know a little bit some something yeah. about Colorado. Yeah, Colorado is beautiful. Yeah. What's crazy is that, okay, before, and you know, we'll get into that about how I got into full-time voiceover, but when I was in radio, I lived right by a mall. I lived right by everything, you know, it, it, like seconds away. So when I moved here and there was nothing but one Safeway and a, a McDonald's <laughs> and a Carl's Jr., no, listen, this is pre-COVID. This was Christmas of 2018. And um, I had just signed papers with uh, the Atlas uh, uh, Talent Agency in New York. Big deal for me. Cool, yeah. But it, it took me a while to really get used to being out here. But here's what happened. Oh, there's my alarm for your podcast. <laughs> um, here's what happened. What happened was after COVID, and I don't know if you re recall this. I don't know if you remember. Everyone, everybody wanted to be in the middle oh, of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then all of this area started to develop. Why? Because everybody wanted to be away from the city and from the disease and from the people. And so I got used to, I, I can't believe I'm saying it. I kind of like where I'm at now. Yeah. And yes, you know, they're building more stuff and they just built a chicken place and a Taco Bell and stuff like that, which is cool. But at the end of the day, and I don't know about you, but, you know, in my voiceover career, um, I stay in the booth all day. And so a quiet place like this, you know, the days of me being in my 20s and living at the mall, I don't really, I don't have that lifestyle anymore. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I started to like it and it started to fit my voiceover lifestyle, you know? That's nice. So you, it's pretty quiet where you are. Yeah, very. Yeah. So you don't have to worry don't about maybe... landscapers, any kind of noises like well, that? Um... No. Okay. So when I first moved here, yes, there was people doing still construction with the new housing. Um, but my, my, my street is now developed. Okay. And don't get me wrong. I, you could have a $100,000 uh, studio. You are if a hot rod or something, you know, one of those big <laughs> yeah. old trucks is. You know exactly what I mean. Yeah. Flying by, you have to tell the client, "Give me a second, or <laughs> right. you have to stop what you're doing." Because there's no man. <laughs> Even George Whittem. Shout out to George Whittem, my audio person, and Jordan Reynolds, who I also um, swear by. These two people to you know make sure that yeah. our sound is is superb. They tell you. It, you, there's just certain things that you're not going to be able to avoid, no matter how high tech of a studio you have. Yeah, I think the um, mis the common misconception is that you will be completely soundproofed and away from all sound out out exterior sounds, and it's just not I possible. I don't think that I don't think there's such thing. No, that's just not possible. No. So, how long have you been in Peyton? So I've been in Peyton since I would say I'm going to say 2019 because I, I I I moved Christmas week of 2018 so yeah 2019 i've been out here 
And where are you from? So I am originally from Puerto Rico, but my mom moved me to Colorado when I was six. Ah. So that is why I'm able to speak the English that I'm able to speak. Okay. You know, now when people ask me, Julissa, can you do the Sofia Vergara? I, this is again, what you do with your business is your business, right? Right. I, I don't do mm. that because it's not me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I if someone asks me to push that, you know, accent just a little bit and kind of talk like this, like I'm in, you know, I get emotional and, and I sound like that when, you know, when we get upset or you know how Latinas are, mm -hmm. that is OK. But what I will not do is is the acting of the Sofia Vergara soap opera type of a thing. Gotcha. Which is so, as you know, voiceover has trends. Mm -hmm. And so the Sofia Vergara trend is almost non-existent, ah. just so you know, at this particular moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very, very seldomly do you, do you, do people ask for that strong of an accent? What, so what do you think is the most common thing you get asked for now, style-wise? Um, my moneymaker is the way that I talk. So when I talk, if I'm talking about, you know, um, okay, I'll give you an example. So, I do a lot of in-store announcements, mm, right? Mm -hmm. And so depending on where that grocery store is, or I do a lot of telephony, like 50% of my the work that I do is telephony. So a lot of grocery stores that have a Spanish name hire me because I'm able to say, hey, thanks for shopping with Santero's grocery store. Mm -hmm. Because when I say the word Santero or Gonzalez, right, you can hear that this is a Hispanic Latina person, Latino person yeah. saying that word. So it's authentic. And so they want, mm -hmm. that's right. They want that authenticity. And so, you know. Um, grocery stores yeah. are great gigs. Grocery stores are great gigs, but my greatest gig is about to start very soon, which is political. Ah. Uh, that is the biggest, my, besides radio imaging, because radio imaging is over half of my business. You well, know, mm -hmm. I, I have almost 30 stations to my name and counting. Good for you. But, uh, yeah, thank you. But um, I do a lot of telephony. But after, you know, po political season is is amazing for anybody who's watching this or listening right now to this podcast. If you're bilingual, it, let me tell you, this is your time. Um, you know, yeah. they need us to communicate to the Latino community about the importance of your vote, how your vote matters. I make crazy slap your mama money. <laughs> during political season. It, no, it's, it, 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 I mean, it's, yes. Now, do you have an agent handle that for you or are these private clients? Um, political is not an agency thing. Not with my big, big agents. Um, I handle those directly. Mm -hmm. I'm also part of the Blue Wave family. Um, it's a small niche of, of talent that was chosen mm -hmm. to, you know, again, this is, it's your business. I, I only do Democratic, so I go with Blue Wave voiceover for that. Why? Because people that are Democratic companies sought us out and for those. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So it works for me. Um, what was I going to tell you? So then. Yeah, so, yeah, political and a lot of people reach out to me direct because I have a great website that just has a lot of pull on Google. It's taken me years huh? to figure out how to do that. But, um, you know, I I've been able to manipulate Google so that when you're looking for a bilingual talent that does English and Spanish or mm -hmm. so 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 my biggest work is called Latin American voiceover. 
So a lot of times I'll be talking to you. I could be talking to you right now about coffee, right? Mm -hmm. And I say, oh my gosh, girl, this cafecito is so good. You got to go buy it, nena. It's me talking in English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people hire me for that because it works when it comes. It works a lot. That type of advertisement, advertisement works a lot for soaps, um, uh, downy. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've booked so many sag gigs lately. That, and, and I know we're going to talk about trends, but let me tell you, it's so great to see that sag is opening the doors for these spots where you're talking about downy dish soap or you're talking about, um, you know, bounty uh, towels and you're going from English to Spanish in the same spot. That's great. I think that's super mm -hmm. cool. So great. Because that's how I talk on the phone when I'm talking, you know, in real life. I'll mm -hmm. go from... Because that's how my brain thinks. But I think that a lot of people that just speak English do understand a lot of the Spanish words because they're yeah, common. Absolutely. They're common. But in our culture, we go back and forth all the time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in the, in the same sentence. But it's taken a long time for advertisers to be open-minded to something like that. And it's nothing crazy. It's just the little words here and there. Yeah. You know? So I am Hispanic. We've, we, we've yeah. covered that, but I don't speak Spanish fully. Mm -hmm. So same mm -hmm. situation, mm -hmm. but my mother married my stepfather, who was Italian and English. Okay. And so my mother did not speak any Spanish in the house, even though she was from South Texas. So uh -huh. I lost like at six, I could say everything. And then after that, it was like it was gone. It was like gone. Yeah. And I Goodbye. lived in very like, um, you know, neighborhoods that did not have any Hispanic people. You know, wow. so I wanted to fit in and, you know, so I lost it. But my agents were like, oh, you speak Spanish. Oh, my God. We're going to submit you for stuff. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, 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 uh. Well, I'm glad you were honest with that. Oh, and I said, I can I can handle a line, you know, you know, I, right. but I can't handle anything else. Plus, and then I found out, too, that the requests for the, the, the dialect of Spanish is very particular. Oh. Let me tell you, that's that's a whole different episode, girl. Right? Because okay, and I respect that ground. I'm gonna give you an example, okay? If I get an audition, Linda, and it says native Mexican, yeah, I do not audition. Hmm. Okay. Now, if I see an audition that just says Mexican Spanish. Sometimes I do audition, and here's why. Let me explain to the audience because they need to know. It's a little embarrassing, but it's not my fault. So, okay, I'm going to give you an example. I live in Colorado. 90% mm -hmm. of the people here that are not Latin or Latino mm -hmm. literally say, oh, do you speak Mexican? <laughs> they call the word, no, no joke. They call the word Spanish Mexican. Wow. Okay? So a lot of these uh, companies that audition sometimes they just mean neutral spanish when when they say mexican mm -hmm. and that's why i still continue to book uh, those you know and i and i land the spots because i'm able to speak a very neutral spanish and a lot of casting directors are like isa what is that and i'm like well neutral spanish just reaches the masses in the u.s right you know um but there are certain like if you're talking about a mexican salsa you're going to want someone from Mexico, mm -hmm. especially, you know, and, and that's where you see native Mexican. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I speak neutral Spanish and then I speak Puerto Rican Spanish. Rarely do I see someone asking me for Puerto Rican Spanish. The only time I can recall, Linda, that I made money 
with the Puerto Rican Spanish was unfortunately after the huge hurricane destroyed ah. Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. That was where the aid, the the companies that were providing aid for Puerto Rico needed these spots, these PSAs, where it was reaching out to the Puerto Rican community, mm-hmm. right? Uh, of giving and things like that. But rarely do I get Puerto Rican Spanish, someone wanting me to do that. So the the neutral that you do deliver, is yes. that pretty much your regular speaking voice? Um, or do you adjust? In yes, in Spanish. That's is that a your... good question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would say. I would say, yeah. Because yeah. you don't make any kind of slight adjustments to... Yeah, because neutral Spanish means saying, Hola, linda. ¿Cómo estás? Yo me llamo Yulisa. Puerto Rican is, hola, linda, ¿cómo estás? Yo me llamo Yulisa. It's different. Mm. It's a different twang. It's, you know. Right. It's different. It's different. Oh, we so do many. everything different, you know. And there's so, so many different, you know, that's why yes. I was like, I am not now, touching that. you're not going to get Castilian in the U.S. There's no reason <laughs> why someone, if someone's listening and you're like, Isa, what is that? Castilian is from when, when you're from Spain. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you're an actor... Okay, like an a, a thespian, and you can, you can pretend that you're from Spain. You know, I don't see a problem with you doing a cartoon character. You know, if you can do the lisp and e, e, a lot of hey, but I don't touch it. Listen, if I, uh-uh. Yeah. You know, like, but I, again, I rarely see that. I rarely yeah. see that. I see a lot of Floridian Spanish, which is what I speak. Floridian. Um, Floridian. So what Sp- is Floridian oh. Spanish? Floridian Spanish is when you're doing that whole Puerto Rican twang. It's just a Floridian thing. You could just tell. Mm-hmm. You could tell, you know. There's um, such a I get huge in- Cuban oh. population down there. Does yes. that influence it at all? Oh, my God. You don't know how many people. Listen, I had one lady on Friday, Linda, call me at 6 p.m. Julissa, can you at least pretend? I said, no, ma'am. <laughs> and they, they need Cuban Spanish big time right now for political. I personally don't know any Cuban of Bio, wow. which I know a lot of people in Bio. Yeah. I don't know Cuban accents, at least reputable that I would be able to say, hey, Recommend. I can refer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening out there and you are professional, you've got your, you know, your studio going and, and, and you can, I can go to your website and hear your stuff. Hey, you know, contact me, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I will keep yours because I get, I get asked for Cuban all the time. That's really interesting. Yeah. But not something that's pretty common to find. No. Wow. No. And and that's the thing about, you know, political. This is a huge deal. Political spots are all about where you're at. So it doesn't, you could, listen, you could be from Staten Island and make a buku amount. Why? Because if that spot is going to play in Staten Island, they need the real island, Staten Island people to voice it. Right. But this is the time where you stick out. There's that, there's the, you know, you got the Canadian sound, you've got the Midwestern English, all of it, all yeah. of those little twangs. You got a Texas a- accent, there's room for you in the political world. Because again, authenticity with these political spots are no joke. They need it. That's so interesting. So mm-hmm. percentage-wise of your business, what do you think percentage-wise is of you doing the, maybe the English-Spanish mix voice? I don't. The, my most money maker is straight Spanish, and then the way I'm talking to you now, where you're like, okay, I I can I can tell she's not American, right? But she's something, right? That that is what 
It's called LATAM, Latin X. Latin, okay, gotcha. And a lot of a lot of people have problems with that word. If you look it up, a lot of people get offended. Apparently, there's a history over it. But here's the thing, okay? Even my agents use that word. So I, I'm hey, I see it every day. Yeah, yeah. I even have it on my website because that's what I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a Latin X voiceover artist. Latin X means what? It can it means a thousand things. But right now, the way that I see it is this is what what you're hearing right now is Latin X voiceover. Mm-hmm. So it's a you're speaking English, but it sounds like you could be from a Hispanic, Somewhere. a Latin country. That, they, that's right. Right. So that's, that's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And you now I'm not live in the, the Kristen Wiig white girl where you're like, OK, she's a white girl. Right. I, I And I know that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I stay in my I, I personally stay in my lane. I don't really as weird as this may sound. I don't. When people want to meet me and they're like, what do you do? I say, I'm a voiceover. I'm a, I do voiceovers. I'm a voice talent. I do not say that I'm a voice actor. And I've had a lot of arguments with people about that. Well, Issa, why? You act. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. I get paid to be myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't see it. I, I, listen, the acting part is something I highly respect. And I don't consider myself because I don't do characters. Okay, that's different mm-hmm. to me. You know what I mean? Though that to me is a voice actor. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that can switch and yeah, no. Right. So yeah. where 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 do your foundations lie? Like, how did you get started? And okay, so I I started out as a singer, a singer songwriter, and a demoer. Back in the day, I'm already gonna. <laughs> you know, kind of tease my age here. But back in the day, you guys, when you were a song, Linda, let's say you're an amazing songwriter and you didn't sing, you would hire me to mm. portray your song to sell it. Oh, cool. So I was already born into the music world. My father was a an amazing uh, composer and producer. He um, toured with Casey and the Sunshine Band, Menudo. Eh, wow. Just phenomenal. So so the mic was something that was familiar to me. I was already comfortable in a studio. Mm-hmm. I was comfortable behind the mic. And that's, again, that's even another show about how you have to feel comfortable behind the mic, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I uh, I always sang. I, I was always a singer. And um, I won the Apollo theater when I was 14. I went Star Search when I was um, 15 here in Colorado. Wow. They came through town and I won. Yeah. So music was always a big thing. So um, when I was younger, I made some demos and I got I got a deal with Sony. I was going I was well on my way to stardom. Wow. Until I saw what they were going to do with me. Basically, they were going to make me a hoochie mama. Like they were going <laughs> to, yeah, total hoochies, you know, mama. And I was like, no, this is not it. So I walked away from the deal. It was one of the lowest, lowest. How, how old of were my you life. then? My gosh, I was 25. Mm. I didn't know what I was going to do. That's like a critical time. It was. So at this point, I don't know how I became a nanny because I didn't like kids, but I got a nanny gig <laughs> and she was a teenager and I thought she was cool. And he's like, listen, I got to pay you to take her to the mall and to go shopping. Can you do that? Maybe pick up some stuff for her. I'm like, sure. He happened to be in optometry. And so before I got, you know, uh, 
signed and stuff, I was an optometrist for eight years. So it was through that family that I got to be an optometrist. So to make the long story short, he came home one day and he's like, hey, I was at the strip club with all the program directors at Clear Channel, which is now iHeartMedia, Linda, just so you know. Okay. (laughs) And he's like, listen, they were discussing that Clear Channel is about to come out with a new format for the United States. They want to mix English and Spanish together, but like as a radio show, like a radio personality. And you're the first person that I thought about. I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, this is very unrealistic. I went in for my interview and I got the job on the spot. Wow. That does not happen. You don't just go into a, a building and get a morning show. Right. But um, I worked very hard. I stayed in radio for almost 14 years. And I'll never forget it. It was January 6th of 2015, Linda. It was at 9. It was at 9.49 a.m. I was almost to 10 a.m. to my shift. And I was brought into a, a, an office. Oh, I know said, what's going to happen here. Okay, they said, go Today, today's your last day. Here's your package. Security will walk you out. They said three things to me. And as women, we're so sensitive. Mm. I wanted an explanation. Mm-hmm. And here's why. I was the type of person that lived and breathed my job. Um. I never called in sick. I gave it my all. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is how God worked, at least in my life. I had built a studio in my home a year prior. I had had invested in that. Now, I had never used it because I had a friend of mine who was also in the same cluster who happened to years prior to do his dream and go and do full-time BO. Mm -hmm. And and so, so when I got in my car... I said, okay, you need to stay calm. And I said, they may have taken your job from you, but they did not take what you gave them. The presence, the friendship, the relationship that all these thousands and thousands of people had with you daily. Yeah. Because I was successful at what I did. Mm -hmm. Because I I talked to you, not at you. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference. So a lot of people consider me as part of their life, you know, every day. Mm -hmm. And so... But Linda, when I went to go interview for other radio jobs, was the moment I found out why I was let go. What was that? I'm going to give you an example. I went to, like, I think I went to San Diego. I would like you to guess how much they wanted to pay me for San Diego Market Morning Show. (laughs) (laughs) To live in San Diego. To live in San Diego, California, too. Um, it was under. It was under. I think fifty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! I was going to say seventy-five. No, not even. Close. Wow. And so when I saw that, was the minute that I said, "Oh, now I know why they got got, got rid of me," because I was a midday girl making over one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Budget cuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it was God kind of telling me, "Relax. It wasn't you." You know. We take things so personal as artists of any kind, right? Radio artists, voiceover artists, you know. And so I came home and I said, okay, Julissa, this is how much you have in your savings. You have a studio. So I decided to ride this voiceover thing out for one year and see (laughs) if I can ride on my own. So I sold my luxury car. I sold all my luxury handbags. I put all that money along into my savings. And I tried to do voiceover for a year. And exactly a year to the date, I was able to pay every cent of my bills on my own. 
Nice. It was the scariest year of my life, though. Yeah. Because, Linda, I would wake up. And as voiceover artists, even today, we wake up unemployed every day. I know that people that don't do what we do, they see the limelight, they see the bookings, they see us be happy, mm -hmm. working in our pajamas. But at the end of the day, we wake up unemployed every single day. Yep. You have to think of all aspects. When people get a hold of me, and a lot of people do, they're like, Isa, I want to do what you do. <laughs> I I give them an article that my friend Bridget um, wrote during COVID. Um, and it 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 kind of breaks them up. Because I don't know if you remember, Linda, in COVID. Everybody wanted to get into voiceovers. Everybody bought a microphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she put this article together. I'm going to send it to you when we're done. Because yeah, please do. I'm telling you now, you're going to use it. Mm -hmm. It is unbelievable, the post. And she lists all the things that you have to put into perspective to get into this field. Yeah. You know? Although, on a good note, okay, back in the day when I started, you needed money to get that studio together. Oh, yeah. Now, they have so many. And by the way, guys, I have a resource link on my Instagram, literally. And it says, Isa's voiceover resource link. And it shows you all the links if you want to get all this little, you know, stuff going in your closet and stuff like that. That's great. So shout out to technology, right? Yeah. Because it helped that. Because back in the day, you had to have money to oh, have a yeah. studio. Mm -hmm. You know? So that's a good point. But you need focus. Yeah. You need, you know, and, and you know, when, when I went full time that year, um, I worked 24 hours to not work an eight-hour job. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But there was people that were in BO that, that actually had to advise me on how to build structure. Uh-huh. Because I never shut off and I overdid it. Yeah. You have to have boundaries. It's tough. Right? But, you know, when you're first starting out, you're so anxious and so excited. And you have to put in the work. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I worked weekends back in the day. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I had to pay my bills and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Survival. So there's a lot of things that I did back in the day that I no longer do now. Thank God I'm comfortable. But, but you know, but you know what? Even in political season, before this last president was elected president, right? The last those two months, like November, December, Linda, I was working weekends. Why? Because the money was amazing. And, and again, you make sacrifices for, sure. for things. It's mm -hmm. your business. Mm -hmm. You know, I still have people get a hold of me sometimes um, cold and they email me and they're like, I love your voice. I found you online. I have a business that I just started, Isa. And I, my budget is this. Can you help me out? And and I, I made a video about it on Instagram because I'm like, sometimes I, I help people because I've been there. Right. And at the end of the day, it's your business. If you want to do a VO for somebody that they're going to use forever for their product that they just came out with and you charge them $300, that's your business. Right. Exactly. If you want to bless somebody with that, mm -hmm. that's on you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of working for yourself. I know that, um, well, I mean, for me, I was in radio for 16 years. And so. Oh, you were. Yeah. So I oh, know, you know what you're talking about. Um, I, I started out. I was never full time, though, because I always wanted to focus on voiceover. 
So I did. Yeah. So I was full time initially when I first moved to New York. I was middays and I was evenings. Um, But then it got to a point where I was like, I need I got married. So I had some financial support. And I thought I I want to focus. I moved to New York for a reason. I cannot because my boss at the time said, I have an opening for you down in Dallas. I can give you middays in Dallas making $125,000 a year. Oh, yeah. That's like third market. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Great. I love it. But no, I can't. I need to focus. I just knew inside that I wanted to pursue this. So I just did weekends and I moved um, New York City. I was working in New York City for about nine years doing weekends Mm -hmm. and union pension benefits, the whole reason why I was doing it. But I was doing seven days a week because Monday through Friday I was focusing on voiceover Saturday and Sunday driving into the city. But you do. So 16 years of doing seven days a week, which is why I don't work weekends now, unless, of course, it's a, a client that calls and says I need something or whatever. But, you know, you have to put in that that time. It's funny you say that. When I got let go, okay, I went to my first voiceover Atlanta, okay? And Gerald, shout out to Gerald. He's like, you reached out to me. You told me your situation. I'm going to make you one of the interviewers. And I know you're new at this, but I'm going to put you in the face of everyone who need, who you need to be in the in front of the face for. He was so nice That's about nice. it. And I was so what, but the first person, one of the first people I met was Joseph Priano. And he looked in my face and he goes, Isa, <laughs> when you get back home, try to find a weekend gig. Because if you're just starting out full, full-time voiceover, please don't shut the door with radio yet. Mm-hmm. It, this is just for security purposes. That's exactly what I did. I got back home. I did. So just like just like you, but but backwards. I did. Um, oh, no. Yeah, I did voiceover during the week. And then I had a full-time voiceover gig. Shout out to Westwood One for hiring me on the weekends to keep that door open yes. until I knew that I could fly on my own. You have to maintain that, too, because I feel like it, it also helps you not be so desperate for jobs. Because, you know, yes. you have that little bit of that cushion. But I was That's so right. afraid at the time to give up the job because it was a good job. It was union. And even though I had oh to go goodness. in the city um, yeah. and I had to get fired, you know, to make it to to leave radio so permanently. You know. how, but, how are you? Let, you were let go. And it, I mean, was it cold you, like mine? <laughs> and I found out <laughs> to their defense. OK, because I'm not a boss. I had never let yeah. go anyone legally. They have to do it that way. At least in yeah. Colorado, they they had to be very no explanation. Like so, I found out later that you know because I have a friend that was in the building and they knew that I was sensitive. They're like, you know, Isa, <laughs> they had to do it that way. Interesting. Yes. Um, ours was a format change of the station oh, that nobody girl. knew. So they had that's everybody the, the calling. Forty two of us on a conference call. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yes, being said. 42? You know, 42 people. Oh, And you had goodness. people that had been doing, like, morning show for 27 years there. Oh, oh God. Yeah. And that's, and then, it's, hi, we've got great news. At 1 o'clock today, we're flipping formats. We're going to sports. So you can all reapply for your jobs if you want, but otherwise contact <gasps> us so security can come let you. And slowly you start to hear people dropping off the line. And I just felt so bad for the people that had been there forever, and it was their full-time right. gig. And it was their world, yep. like mine. Yep. And that's how they got let go. So it wasn't even like face-to-face. It was just on the phone, conference call, and we're excited about this happening, but, you know, good luck to you. So Goodbye. That's radio. Yeah. So, Boom, but Just I, like that. I was like, okay, you know what? It's fine. I don't have the net. It's going to force me to really dive in. 
And it forced me. That's what me. it did. Yeah. Because after interviewing and after after seeing the salaries that were offered to me, I was like, this is why I was let go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen for a reason. And yeah. they helped you. But, yeah, you have to keep that 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 security somehow. Um, yeah. I think people think, well, I just want to do voiceover because I want to make some extra money. Or, you know, I want to, uh, I'm, I'm hoping the next few months I'm going to, you know, make up money. And I'm like, no, that's not no, how it, it works. doesn't work that way yeah. at all. But I think, you know, now these days, especially with all the podcasts, so many people talk about the realities of it, that yeah. more and more people are realizing it and coming in yeah. with their eyes open to realize that this is not something that happens. I hope so. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because you don't want to be just, you don't want to be that person. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, when I send you this article, you're going to be like, thank you so much because you're going to keep it (laughs) and you're just going to send it to people that get a hold of you because it tells them everything they need to know. That's great. Yeah. And she's obviously in voiceover. Your friend Bridget. Oh, yes. Yeah. Bridget Real. Yeah. That's great. Wow. So this is exciting. I'm so excited. I got to hear a little bit about your world. Yeah. And everything. So are you still doing 12 hour days? Or are you just it's only in political season? No, 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 no. I mean, I, I barely. So, you know, radio imaging, you know, for folks that are listening, it's very quick. It's liners. Mm-hmm. You know, I may have a lot of stations, but the liners are quick. Um, and there's just things that I don't do. I don't I don't do long form reading. You could be like, Isa, I'm going to pay you a million dollars an hour. I need you to narrate this book. I would hang up the phone on you. <laughs> There's no amount of money that you're going to pay me to narrate a book. Okay, yeah. it's not it's not going to happen. And that's the thing with voiceover. There's a lot of things that I thought I wanted to do back in the day. And when you find out what it takes to do them, you're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> one of them t- for me is <laughs> one of them for me is is the, the narrating mm-hmm. a book. OK, mm-hmm. um, another one. I hope my agents still get upset with me, but okay, I've done a lot of coaching for TV affiliate and it's just something that I just, I just don't. What do you mean? It's just not, well, there's a lot to TV affiliate. Mm-hmm. You have to be available.com. They call it the golden handcuffs. Mm-hmm. You cannot go anywhere, Linda. You got to be home at all times. Think about it. How oh, many yeah. times in a day? Does something new come up at a, at a news station where they need to tell you about it? One of my best it's friends is Brian Lee. And he, his life is, it's... He can't go nowhere.com. No. no. So, and again, if you love it and if that's what you want, good for you. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I do a lot it's of corporate lot. readings. I do a lot of e-learning, uh, but that's short. Again, I don't do long form anything. And that's just because I can. I'm cushioned enough that I, I can financially say I'm not doing that. Well, you as far as I mean? money makers go, too, I mean, it is more cost effective for us to make more money doing in-store announcements, doing short form things that turn quickly. So then it you can be quickly. available I for the next thing. I do a lot of thing. telephony. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. I do a lot of radio imaging. I do a lot of commercial. Mm-hmm. Now, and there's a story in itself. Coming out of radio, I'm sure that you heard that it was going to take a while to take the radio out of your voice. Oh God! So yeah. I was I was conceited and I was like, ha ha ha, that's funny. <laughs> that's not gonna happen to me, girl. It took me like three years to book a commercial coming out of wow. radio. They were not kidding. Yes, it. There is a cadence yes. to booking commercial, and if you have not coached, you're not gonna book them. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. it's not gonna happen. You have to know what you're doing and you have to coach. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, and, and again, that's a whole show in itself. Not all coaches are, 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 there's a lot of coaches that 
that I tried that it just didn't work for me. When you find your people, you stick with them and you continue and you get better. And it's about a fit. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah, there's mm-hmm. always room to get better. So, yeah, I do a lot. And then I just, um, I booked an NFL game day promo, which was a huge ah, deal. Ah, congrats. Especially for women. Yes. NFL? Yeah. The fact that the NFL network is even thinking about, hey, let's hire a woman to do this. Shout out to them. Because when I saw the um, audition, I was like, why the hell would they want me? About you know 10 I mean? years ago, I auditioned through an agent uh-huh. for the NFL. I got yeah. down to the top two females. And See? then they decided to just go back to a man. But mm-hmm. I was excited that they were even trying it. You That's know? a great thing. Yeah. So, again, people are opening their their creative, creative directors because that's who hires us as a creative director of, of the station and the network. They're opening their minds. And shout out to them for that. Yeah. Because everybody watches football, you know? Mm-hmm. That's great. So the fact that they used me and, and you know. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot of uh, promo coaching um, for promo for you know coaching for promo because again there's a cadence to it and I wouldn't have booked it if I wouldn't have been just all the time coaching and so um, my favorite coach thus far is Donovan Cornitz um I know him. here's another yep. great tip for people listening you should coach with two different people you should coach with current badass talent that's coaching Okay, who's currently working mm-hmm. and booking. And then you should coach with directors because you're going to get two different sides of people telling you how you should do auditions. And you're going to benefit so much from that, you guys. I didn't know this until this year. There's a huge difference between coaching with a director mm-hmm. and a badass talent that happens to be coaching. So try both. I encourage you to do that. Yeah. Now that's smart. Yeah. I always say, and not because I coach, but I say you need to go with somebody who's actually working and has, yep. has had success yes. in the business and How isn't are you going to get marriage advice? How are you going to get marriage advice from somebody who's divorced right. and, and, and I single? Know. I know. That, if, if that's you, shame on you. Back Same to the, thing with voiceover. Back to the radio thing. My, my New York agents back in the day would say, we will not tell clients that you work in radio on the weekends. Because we do not want them to associate. It was like yep. a dirty word. It was like a dirty it is, thing. And it still is. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. It still is. Yeah. Because you you're, you also have to get co- coached out of that radio Oh, my God. It's rhythm, forever. You know? Listen. The, the thing and I the habits. Most, the thing I heard most was singy, songy, Isa. Yeah. You're sounding singy, songy. And I said, okay. It took forever to get that out. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But, but you did it. I did. You did it. I did. I did. That's great. Yeah. Well, congratulations yes. on all your success. Thank you. And I'm so happy thank you, to thank you. meet you on Zoom. I know usually I, I wind up asking you if you are available now, to do a job. how did you find out about me, Linda? Um, it's been a while, but I social think... Social media? Probably social media, maybe okay. Facebook. I don't know. It's one yeah, of those things is repetition. You, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, repetition mm-hmm. of seeing the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't have a big list of because I do some casting myself with some of my existing clients. They'll ask sure. for, um, oh, and, sure. I, and I don't have a big roster of Spanish-speaking talent. You know, yeah, see, so I don't that's I don't why either. I like to get my you know the quality people. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, you didn't ask this, but I'm still going to put this out there because this is a golden nugget, and a lot of people don't know, especially if you don't speak Spanish. But Linda, there's a lot of talent out there that is claiming to speak Spanish, and they don't 
It happened to me in a session last week. This was with a production house that hires me all the time. And they had recorded the male ver- the, the part. And so they were like, Isa, we're going to play the male part so that you can role play with them. And I'm like, sure. So the client was also in the session, Linda, so I couldn't say anything. But when they played the Spanish speaker, all the hair of my body stood up. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Who did they hire? I was like, oh. So I got off the session. I contact them right away. I said, guys, whoever this is, they don't speak Spanish. And they're, they're like, please explain. We don't know what you mean. Oh, God. I said, okay. So, so no, because my husband's like, Julissa, you're not being clear on what's going on. You have to explain. And I said, okay. I said, let's say you hire someone from Mexico, right, to voice something in English tomorrow. They're like, you're you're hiring a Spanish person to speak something in English tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so they understood. I said, "You're." I said, "Whoever's speaking, they may have a Spanish last name. Good for them." Right. <laughs> but I said, "There's a difference between saying, can I have a tortilla, please?' And there's a difference between saying, can I have a tortilla, please?' <laughs> they said the Spanish word, but they're not speaking Spanish, Linda. Oh, that's not, crazy. It's embarrassing. And that's bad because they're they're falsely, you know, representing themselves. It makes them look bad. It makes the client look bad because the client's not going to know. Oh, man. The only way that companies know is if they hire an ad agency with a Spanish speaker in the Spanish. Then they would know, oh, no, who is that? Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, they didn't. And it all fell through the cracks. Thank God I emailed them right away. And this is also something else, too, you and I encountered with the script. um, Because a lot of copywriters, a lot of folks that do not speak Spanish do not realize that when a script gets translated, the timing... It's almost double the time. ...is different. It's complete. So if you want a timed video, good luck. It ain't going to happen in Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) And they they don't understand that because they're like, well, wait a minute. We had it translated. That is an email that I reply to every day. <laughs> hey, guys, thanks for getting a hold of me. Thanks for finding me on my website. Of course I can dub this for you, or of course I can record this for you. But it's not going to be dubbed. It's not going to be timed because yeah. it's going to be double. They're like, oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah. Something a lot of people yeah. don't think about. But yep. yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Isa, for joining me today. This was very educational and informative. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yes, and if you guys want to um, follow me, and and like I said, Cuban people out there, if, if if you got your stuff together, definitely get a hold of me. It's just Issa Voice, issa voice.com, issa voice on Instagram, and issa voice on Facebook. I'm, I'm going to put you in my show notes as well, all the links Yay. for that too. Um, yeah. yeah, so that way people can reach out to you as well if they have questions or maybe they want to hire you too. You never know. Yes. So thank yeah. you so much for joining me You're today. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That wraps up another episode of the VoiceOver Gurus podcast. And uh, you want training, you want coaching, join us for an online workout. We still do about two a month. Um, or you could just privately connect with one of our coaches here at voiceover.guru. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.